0: Weekend recap. I guess I kinda wanna just recap a little bit of everything that uh starting with like spring game, then we'll get to get to today. But I do wanna say I just posted a picture on Instagram. I do a little bit of sports betting, right? Just just out of fun. Like nothing nothing ever like too big where I uh am gonna lose money on it, but I'll, I'll try to place bets on all the uh NBA games during the day, right? So today I placed a, a $5 bet on this Bucks game. It was like a freaking plus 120,000 uh parlay and every single thing hit except for two things. There was like 20 things on there and the $5 bet would have netted me about 6 grand. And it sucks, you know. <laughs> I always say, I'm going to win one of these days, all right? I'm going to hit big on one of these, man. Freaking Nikola Vucevic, bro. I pit him under 16.5 points, and this dude goes off for 24. And then Brook Lopez, dude, had like 10 points in the first quarter, so I knew I was going to blow that one. I had him under 12.5. And, uh, yep, those two legs right there cost me six grand. Well, technically only five bucks, but it feels like I lost six grand. And it hurts a little bit, so my heart hurts. But it's okay. It's okay. I'll live. I got one more bet to go tonight. It's a whopping $2 bet that could win me $2,400 plus 120,000 odds. Probably not going to hit, but it is what it is. But let's get into the weekend. Spring game, right? So I took off work to watch the spring game I was supposed to work I'm like I ain't ain't working I'm definitely not going to miss the spring game for anything I'll get to you in a second Jack Um, so I watched the spring game and I'm just going to go through some of uh, my takeaways and just read off some of the stats so the people that didn't get a chance or or don't really have a feel for it kind of get an understanding alright so they said they said it was gonna be a live tackling, like completely live tackling. Um for the most part it was, right? It was pretty good, pretty good action, but um not when CJ Stroud was in the game, yeah. It was two hand touch when he was playing. But understandable. We don't need our starting guy, Heisman um front runner, um, to get hurt in a spring game. Just don't need it to happen. We don't really need anybody to get hurt in a spring game for that matter, but yeah. So um CJ Stroud came out. He looked pretty good, man. He uh, he played in five series, it says. I, I didn't know the statistics of this, but I looked it up. Uh, played five series just in the first half, I guess. Um, and he completed 14 of 22 passes for 120 yards and one touchdown. Um, the touchdown came on a 29-yard catcher run to Jackson Smith. It was a pretty nice play. Uh, I think we're going to be seeing a lot of that a lot of that in a couple months here. So I, I wasn't really like too like, whoa, this guy looks super good because we knew what to expect out of Jackson Smith. So uh not bad. And he also completed uh passes to eight different receivers in this game. Crazy. Um People are probably wondering how did the uh, other quarterbacks do Kyle McCord completed 14 passes for 129 yards. He went seven of seven in the first half. He looked pretty good. And, his touchdown pass, in my opinion, was, I want to say, significantly more impressive than C.J. Strouds because uh, he hit Joe Royer, like, right down the middle of the field, and it wasn't like a catching run. It was like hit him for a touchdown in the end zone. So uh, that was a really nice play. I was really freaking digging that play by Kyle um, McCord. And Joe Royer kind of got an idea and a glimpse of what the tight ends could be. Joe Royer looks pretty good. Uh, pretty big guy, too, you know. We, we were kind of like – going into the season with the tight end position being a question mark. And Cade Stover, I hear, went back to tight end. It's kind of weird because we have, like, true tight ends in that uh, room. So, I don't know. It was kind of weird. Devin Brown, true freshman guy, came in after uh, Mr. What's-His-Name, left for Texas after he chased his bag. Uh, Devin Brown looked pretty solid, guys. I mean, outside of, like, that one interception, which – could have been a really good play. I think he underthrew the ball, um, but he looked pretty solid in my opinion. He completed 11 passes for 141 yards, and uh, he hit, what, Rice Stockdale? When when they said the, the name of the, 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 was he a tight end or a receiver, or Reese Stockdale, they said it. I was, I was kind of like, who the hell is that? Because I honestly don't know who the guy is, and I have never really heard of him, but uh, I was a little surprised. But it, it was actually a really good play. It wasn't like anything like, catch a run he was like uh it looked like a pretty challenging throw um i won't say maybe not challenging but it was a really nice throw by a true freshman and yeah Mayan williams uh a lot of people think he's gonna be the second guy but i think that there's there's a guy uh in that room that is probably or maybe gonna push him uh for that backup spot or not yeah for that second string spot because Evan Pryor had like one of the craziest days yesterday, and they kind of like had everybody like, whoa, maybe this guy should be the backup running back. But either way, Mike Williams still had 101 yards on 15 carries. Evan Pryor broke off one long touchdown run, but in the series where he was playing where it was like a two hand touch situation, dude probably would have broke off another long one, but they 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 blew the whistle dead and kind of hosed him a little bit on that. So I was like, eh, whatever. I mean, it is what it is. But he had 62 yards, but he looked really impressive catching the ball and running the ball. He's ai don't want to say smaller. He seems a little bit smaller. He's definitely a smaller back uh, compared to Travion Henderson. But I think he looked pretty good. I'd say Evan Pryor, like offensive player of the game possibly um, yesterday. So I was very impressed with Evan Pryor. Tommy Eichenberg, if you guys go on YouTube, you guys could watch G. Scott has a YouTube channel where They do, like, funny-ass videos and shit with, like, the team. And uh, there was a video where Tommy was – they were doing, like, a a dating thing with four guys. I think Ronnie Hickman, Eichenberg, and a couple other guys were in there. They were having girls, like, question them. It was, like, a hidden hidden, behind-the-curtain show. Tommy Eichenberg is funny as hell, guys. Like, the dude had, like, no emotion. But I think that was just him trying to be uh, funny and joking. Uh, It says Tommy Eichenberg had ten first-half tackles, which is pretty good. Um our defense, they said that it was kind of like um, just a glimpse of what to expect, right? It was offense versus defense scoring. So it was kind of weird because we're usually used to seeing like Scarlet versus Gray or something like that. So when we got to see like defense versus offense, it was kind of weird because usually you got two teams going against each other. It was just quarterbacks interchanging after each series. And uh, the defense really didn't really get a fair shake. To uh, get many points, even though they did make it pretty interesting at the end, I think it was like a eleven point game up until like the very end, where I think we got another touchdown. I believe maybe someone needs to check me if I'm wrong, but uh, yeah, that was pretty weird. They uh, had I, they had an interception. There was a couple sacks. A lot of people said that the offensive line, like the depth on the offensive line, looks kind of like sus. I don't I don't really know. I, I was paying attention to an extent. But I wasn't really, like, focused on, like, any specific thing. Like, oh, is this off- is the offensive line doing great or anything? But just hearing what people said on Twitter and stuff after the game. And somebody that was really impressive on the defense was a uh, true freshman, Kai Stokes. I think that he almost had his hand on a few of those balls for an interception. And I think a lot of people were, like, super impressed with Kai Stokes. We even had Darren Lee tweeting out, like, he's going to be a problem. 100% he's going to be a problem. I didn't know who he – I mean, I knew who he was, but when he started making plays, I was like, damn, this dude is a ball hawk. So I was I was pretty impressed. And the stuff with Dwayne Haskins, we talked about it last week on the episode. Uh, even Nick said this. Like, we were wondering, like, how they were going to honor Dwayne. And kind of pretty much everything we talked about last week, they did in the spring game. So they did a moment of silence. Um I, I predicted people, like, the team was going to come out Haskins on their jersey. But, no, uh, the entire team didn't do that. But CJ Stroud did it, which was a pretty cool gesture. Uh, they had helmet stickers, I believe. They put a put it on the field DH. And the, the the video they played at halftime, that shit was rough, guys. I don't know how many of you, got, you guys actually got a chance to watch it, which most of you should have because – if you weren't at the game to see it, I wasn't. You watched it on TV. But if you don't have Big Ten Network, I don't. I literally had to subscribe to YouTube TV just to freaking uh, watch the game. But the halftime video they showed, that shit was sad, man. Let me just say, I was sitting here. My little brothers were in the room because they were playing the game and shit. So, but I was watching it. I was like, damn. I literally was like, I was crying. I'm going to be honest. I wasn't like trying to bawl in my eyes out. But I was I was a little choked up about that. That shit was pretty sad. Um but yeah, I think they did a lot of stuff for Dwayne Haskins and honoring him. I just posted a video tonight that I seen on Twitter that uh, Dwayne Haskins Sr., uh, Dwayne's dad, um, wanted to share it out. Kind of like uh, information on, like I guess, memorial services and stuff coming up. I'm not 100% sure on that, but the video that he put out, that was a pretty good video as well. Um, I think anything is good, and I think we all did, like the team and everybody did like a really good job of honoring Dwayne Haskins, so... Um, yeah, it was a good weekend over, overall. Um, we got to see a lot of new faces on our team, um, a lot of young talent, too. So it's going to be very interesting to see how the team plays. And I think they, I said that the defense is going to be even better. I don't want people to get takeaways from that saying, oh, the defense doesn't look that much better when you really think they're going to play their, like, full full potential in the spring game. No, nah, I don't think so. I think that there was just kind of like a little little taste. Of that. And then the freaking Michigan State spring game came on, and I was like, what the hell is this? Like, they're wearing those weird ass things on their helmet. I was like, can't watch this. I don't know anybody that gets excited to watch like a Michigan State spring game. I feel like more people outside of like Ohio State fans were watching Ohio State spring game rather than like any other spring game. Like, I, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. But today was pretty good too. We landed, uh, well, shit. I don't know if you guys heard that my window like it's weird where I live it's like right on train tracks, so <laughs> you kind of hear everything today was pretty good guys I hope everybody had a good Easter but we got two more commits and the depending on where you're looking at like the rankings and stuff um Bryson Rogers could either be listed as a four star three star land grand holy land where I get a lot of my information from because I think they have really high quality information and uh, pictures and stuff they listed him as a three-star guy. Um, doesn't really matter, though, because if you look at, like, the history of Ohio State, like, I think um, Chris Olave was a three-star guy, so, eh, not too bad. And then we got a four-star corner in D. John Johnson. I don't really know whole a whole lot about these guys, but they were visiting yesterday at the spring game, so I could only assume that their uh, visit went well because uh, they committed to Ohio State a day later. So, that was pretty good. Other than that, I'm going to open it up and let people start calling in. Jack, you first. What's up, Jack?
1: What's up, fam? Happy Easter,
0: man. Mm. You too, my friend. How you doing? How was your day?
1: I'm doing pretty good. Just uh, following the recruiting stuff and uh, watching some NBA play of basketball.
0: Oh, uh-huh, dude. I'm watching this uh, Bulls and Bucks game, and, like, officials are weird in games, man. Like, I hate to be the official guy, but, man, you see, like, weird calls going opposite ways all the time. I'm just like... How are you gonna call that a charge on one end and then call it a blocking foul on the other, and not a charge on that end? Yeah, dude, literally, I, I didn't, I didn't, with his feet shuffled, and it was a, a, a charge. I don't, I don't get it half the time. But I didn't, I didn't,
1: I didn't see the whole entire Bucks game. But I, I watched the Celtics Nets, and I'm watching this game right now. But the Celtics Nets game, there was well, a, a good ton game. of fouls. Yeah, that was a good game. It was. Game.
0: I mean, I, I, I knew that the, uh, the the Nets were going to come back in that game. You know, they went down pretty big in the third quarter it was like 14 or something like that but i was like eh. they came back and the ending of that game was crazy because everything went so fast that the buzzer beater happened most of the teams are thinking like three or like chuck something up or something like that and the way everything unfolded it just happened all so quick that i think it caught the um the nets off guard and unfortunately uh Kyrie got cooked at the end and Jason Tatum hit a crazy spin move on him and laid it up at the buzzer. So, I don't think you often oh my see God, buzzer that was, beers I love with a Jason, layup. But I love Jason Tatum. I don't know, man. Plus, they, uh, that new football league started yesterday. Yeah, I watched Did that U- last night. USFL, pretty interesting. I was cracking up because somebody on Twitter tweeted out, what was it? Something about, who's the quarterback for the Michigan team? Um, Shea Patterson. Yeah, Shea Patterson. It was cracking me up. They said something like, um, "Good to see like Shea Patterson representing the state of Michigan or something like that." And it was a video of him getting freaking absolutely destroyed in the ball getting returned for a, a scoop and score, like ninety yard scoop and score. Did
1: you see? Um, he was he was uh repping a Simba Seven uh sleeve.
0: Uh, I did not see that. I didn't get to watch that game, man. I, I was with family today, and I didn't. At the at half I just, no, this. I just
1: saw it on Twitter, I just saw okay. it on Twitter.
0: <laughs> I did not see a- that i I just seen the tweet where people were cracking jokes for him getting absolutely destroyed and scooping scored on
1: yeah he he had a wristband that said something like d h Simba seven and stuff.
0: I don't know if Mike Weber played yesterday or not
1: do you know i didn't i didn't I didn't see him play last night, um but Johnny Dixon played today,
0: mm-hmm. He looked and, pretty um, good. I was watching that. He was, he, I think he was number two receiving on the TV. He uh, had like four, four or five catches, I think, for like almost 40 yards. So not too bad when you're playing with like really like – I want to say no offense because I'm not a quarterback or anything, but these quarterbacks aren't that good that are throwing the balls in these leagues.
1: Exactly. So, I saw – the last night game, I saw some quarterbacks throw some horrible, horrible balls
0: no dude for sure i'm watching the game i'm like holy shit dude i'm like what what am i watching i'm like these dudes can't throw the damn ball and i i would put money that ohio state could beat one of these any of these teams that are playing in the usfl i mean i don't know if that's crazy to say but most of these dudes are like free agent guys i mean they're not like top level talent talented players to be in the league no offense to any of them because they're still athletes and they still made it somewhere but none of these guys are like top tier athletes in the league and uh i think ohio state would have a pretty good shot at beating one of these teams because these are like some of the most stale boring offensive uh, offensives i've ever seen yeah i mean that's kind of what to expect out of these games i would say so
1: i during the end of the one of the game last night um one of them threw a hail mary during the end of the game he was wide open but the quarterback couldn't throw because throw the ball um far enough
0: Yep. And then we got freaking Terrell Owens making his arena football league debut yesterday, which was kind of crazy because I, I I had heard about it, but then I forgot because they posted a video of him catching a freaking a touchdown, but I'm like, what the hell did that quarterback throw? Like I watched him throw the ball, and it looked like a freaking ten year old throwing the ball. <laughs> but Arena football is weird. I've never seen it, but I don't know how you can only score seven points in arena football when it's literally like four on four. Like I don't I don't get the scoring format in arena football so if anybody knows how that shit works or how hard it actually seems to to do it then I guess like fill me in because seven points I I don't even know how long the games are I don't know if they're like 10 minute quarters I think there's I think
1: there's two 20 minute quarters I'm pretty sure
0: yeah that is weird I mean Terrell Owens is almost 50 years old I think so
1: yeah I mean but anyways I'm gonna get to the spring game real quick yo what's up Um, Kai Stokes balled out that there's oh, yeah. there was a there was a reason he lost his black stripe first mm-hmm. first freshman to lose his fr- black stripe balled out
0: almost picked off CJ Stroud yep. which was great he should have had that pick. I think right? CJ Stroud was forcing the ball though I think CJ Stroud like knew that it was just a scrimmage right so I think he was all yeah like, exactly I'm gonna take he... some some risks that I usually wouldn't take and see how it goes and it yeah he got was picked off a few times
1: he was throwing a couple – a lot of his uh, throws were um, short, though, which which um, would seem re- uh, weird even if you're not really trying. If you feel me?
0: Yeah, I don't think he was putting 100% effort in there. Like, he may have been, but I don't think anybody was really putting the effort in there except for, like, guys that are trying to prove themselves, like Evan Pryor. I think Evan Pryor was putting 100% effort into that game because he's trying to prove himself. And try to prove that he could be that number two guy. Because he knows that he's not going to push Trayvon Henderson. But he's trying to prove he could be that. And I think he could be a really good change of pace back. And he's really not like a power back like Mayan Williams will be, right? Mayan Williams seems more like a power he, back guy, he, he, right? But,
1: yeah. He reminds me a lot of Curtis Samuel.
0: Yeah. I, I would say so. That's, that's a pretty good comp. I, I think that...
1: Curtis Samuel his, was a wide receiver slash running back. But... He's he's fast. His, he, uh, he played. Yep. Go ahead.
0: No, you can go ahead, man. My bad. I kept cutting you off.
1: Um, he's fast. He's um he is small. He's not he's not he's not that big. But he'll. I don't know. I am pretty sure Traevon Henderson. If if whatever the year he has this upcoming year, um, will enter the draft, if he has a really good year.
0: Um, he's not going. And then the draft, I don't know. He's, he's a he's a true sophomore, so I mean he's got another year at Ohio State, regardless. Oh well,
1: yeah, he, but he he could still go into the draft.
0: Not as a not as a sophomore.
1: Is he? Will he? Will he be a sophomore next year?
0: He's a sophomore this year.
1: Yeah, he he'll be a junior next year.
0: Yeah, but he's he's gonna He can go into the draft after next year, but not next year, or not. This year, I mean,
1: yeah, that's what I'm saying. Next year, okay,
0: yeah, 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 you're good.
1: So then, Evan, Evan Pryor and Mayan Williams will battle that uh, um, out, I guess.
0: Well, that's if, if one of them doesn't transfer out. I mean, a lot of people think that, like, when I made a post talking about when Evan Pryor said that he's not gonna transfer, I forgot who it was. Another former guy came on there and said, um, Do what's best for you, right? I mean, I don't, I hope he doesn't transfer because I feel like we'd be losing out big time on his talents but a lot of dudes don't want to sit, sit sit around and wait to play. I mean, he's a guy that would probably start for a lot of teams in college football right now, so um, I would yeah, hate did to you lose know, anybody like that.
1: Did you know Mayan Williams was originally committed to Iowa State?
0: I did not know that.
1: Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it was Iowa State. He was committed to Iowa State and then committed to Ohio State. I, I didn't – I found that I really out. I remember
0: when he committed to Ohio State, dude. Last year was kind of weird because he. I feel like – I follow this stuff pretty closely. And I don't even remember when he committed to Ohio state. I don't really either. That's funny. Kind of weird dude, but I don't even, I I didn't
1: follow him that much. So,
0: Oh yeah. And and other news that I forgot to bring up, Michi Johnson transferring. I kind of called that (laughs) out when I did my podcast with Joey Lane. I was like, where do the odds he transfers? And the shit happened like two weeks later. And like, uh, Mm -hmm. no offense to the kid. Um, I'm not gonna talk down on him but I think this may have been a good move for him considering
2: yeah who he, we just
0: brought in so I feel like we brought somebody in pretty much to take over to start a job and he didn't like that and he's like nah I mean I'm leaving but honestly he didn't really prove a whole lot in his first two years at Ohio I thought State, I so. thought
1: I thought he would he kind of he kind of disappointed me um he can shoot the ball kind of. but that's that's he can't shoot the ball,
0: dude. He cannot.
1: He, he can shoot the ball, but dude. he just doesn't get that much playing time.
0: Dude. <laughs> We're not gonna dive into that. He has I, he has
1: I, dribbles a little bit, but he has
0: dribbles, dude. Come on.
1: He does. But Yeah, that's not shooting. I didn't say it was shooting. I said it was dribbles. You
0: he said he's a you said he's like shoot he's a good shooter, and you said, Oh no, he has
1: dribbles. Well he has both, but just He's just not consistent.
0: He's not like at all consistent.
1: And at he just all. he just chucks up threes.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's not what point guards do. That's not what they do. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, Jack. Any other any other words you'd like to share before I take the next caller? Uh,
1: got one more comment. Um, I think it was uh Z- Xavier Johnson played really yeah. well.
0: now. he looked pretty good. The,
1: Hey, and somebody got well. hurt.
0: Somebody also got hurt in that game. I forgot who it was, but somebody replied to <laughs> my tweet or Instagram. It was like, oh, he tore his something. I'm like, dude, come on, dude. What are you thinking like the worst of it right away? And I, yeah, it's it's all good. I forgot what it was. Dude limped off the field. He got up on his own power and stuff. I don't think he needed to be walked off the field or anything. So I don't remember who he was, but I'll try to get reminded by that by somebody else that's on here. But hey, dude, uh, I hope you have a great rest of your night, and I hope you had a great day, all right? Uh, you too. All right, man, go Bucks! Go Bucks! Woo. What up, Zach?
3: What's going on, man?
0: Not a whole lot, dude. Just decided to hop on my my uh, weekly Sunday night thing and just see how everything was going. Just kind of get a little recap of the weekend and how things went. So, so, so overall, not not too bad, you know?
3: Yeah, definitely. I uh, I actually just got done watching the highlights of the spring game because I had to work on Saturday, so I didn't get to catch it. Oh yeah. But uh, I saw I saw a lot of good things. I saw a little questionable things, but overall, I think it was a good performance.
0: No, I think the game was pretty solid. I mean, like I said, weirdly weird scoring format. You didn't really get to see like a competitive back and forth between two different teams because it was literally offense versus defense. But um, it was interesting to see that. I think that the defense played and played pretty well. I mean, considering how how many new people are on that defense and stuff, and considering it's just a scrimmage, but I think the defense did pretty well.
3: Yeah, I, I think they, they held their own pretty well. Um, I definitely, uh, that running back, that Evan Pryor, I really, really like him.
4: Oh,
0: yeah.
3: he is definitely impressive.
0: Yeah, he's a very, like, shifty, elusive uh, guy. I think that I don't know how like we're going to start the season. I don't know if, if people just think that Mike Williams is going to get that, but if I had to pick between Mayan Williams and Evan Pryor to stay at Ohio State and one to transfer, my money would be on Evan Pryor staying. I think that I like I like the powerness, the power that uh, Mayan Williams brings, but man, I think Evan Pryor has a lot of like really good traits that Ohio State likes in running backs. I think that he's a really good number two, so I think that. I think I like him better as a second option. No offense to Maya Williams because I think he's great, but I like Evan Pryor.
3: Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And uh, there, there was another thing I actually wanted to ask you, but it, it revolves around the equipment that the players are wearing. And I didn't know if you caught mm-hmm. it while you watched. Um, did you catch that C.J. Stroud is actually wearing a new helmet, and I wanted to get your thoughts on that new helmet.
0: No, yeah, I've, I've known about the helmet for a while because people were making fun of him, like, weeks ago on, like, different interviews and stuff, and he even said that himself, like, he said that given a few, like, I don't know, he said a few years and everybody will be using those helmets, so I'm not a big helmet guru, like, I don't know a whole lot about, like, different helmets and stuff, but I don't really have nothing against it, I think it looks pretty good, I mean, I don't think it's, like, an ugly helmet or anything, I think it looks better than some of the really ugly um a lot of a lot of players wear some pretty ugly ones, um, but I think that one looked all right. It was pretty clean.
3: Yeah, see, it's it's kind of like a uh, a larger version of the Speed Flex, but if you if you took the Speed Flex and opened the face mask up more so you get more visibility, I think that's pretty much what it is.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I had nothing against it. I thought it was pretty solid. But like you said, everybody's going to be wearing one in a few years. But. Who knows? I guess, like, somebody has to rock something new when it comes out, right? I don't know how new this helmet is. I'm, guess- I'm guessing it's a pretty new one, right?
3: Yeah, I think um, he was wearing it in practice, like, a couple months ago, and that's kind of when I found out about it. But I didn't know he was going to wear it for this game, so I was kind of surprised.
0: No, man, that's his helmet, man. I mean, obviously, he got it He got it with his uh, stripe and everything on it, and I think that's going to be the, the helmet he uses for this season. So I'm not surprised that he he did it I don't don't really know how like the whole uniform shit goes you know I mean do they use because like when they get details and stuff like for like a special event or when we're using a different helmet for like a uh, different type of uniform combo like is that the same helmet that they've been using all season Do they get another helmet like I don't know how that works yeah
3: see I've always wondered about the jerseys do they they wear the same jerseys all season because I know in the NFL I think they get new ones every game
0: I don't think they get new jerseys every game. I think that there's always a thing saying those jerseys are expensive. So when they're handing them out to other players, they get charged for that. But I think that if there's a tear or something really bad with the jersey going on, I think they get something different. But I don't think they get a new one every game. I, same with us. I I can ask about it for sure and get an answer on that. But I would say that they probably wear the same jerseys Um home and away jerseys every game as long as there's nothing significantly long, wrong with them and they uh, just wash them every week and that's the jersey again. So I, I do not think they get a different jersey every week.
3: Yeah, I'm sure if if it's like something small they'll do the repairs necessary and then they'll continue with that same jersey. I definitely agree.
0: Yeah, that would be way too expensive if they got a different jersey every week. I think that Obviously, they get a different jersey every time they do something special. Like, we do a blackout this year or a gray out or whatever we do. Um, they're definitely going to get that jersey because you see after, like, college and stuff, when players decide to sell their jerseys or something, they have, like, or they just post a picture of, like, the, their history and stuff with their jerseys. They obviously have a whole lot of different jerseys and stuff. So, I think they get a different jersey for each occasion. But, like, home jersey, away jersey, that's the jersey for the season. It's just going to get washed unless, like I said, it gets super stained, or it gets tore up, or something where they need to get it replaced. But yeah, if they if they were to like get a new jersey every game, I think that would be like very expensive and kind of like a waste of money. As long as there's nothing wrong with the jersey,
3: yeah, I, I definitely agree. And um, I was also gonna say that tribute to Dwayne Haskins was absolutely amazing. I actually saw that on TikTok the other day, and that was awesome. I really, really thought that was really touching, and I. I liked what they did. I liked the helmet stickers. I liked all of that. So I'm glad that
0: they did that. It was sad, man. Like I said, my brothers were in here playing the game, and I was like, Shh, "Shut the fuck up," because I was trying to watch that and listen to it at the same time. And yeah, I was sitting there, man. I had I had tears running off my face. You know, like I said, I wasn't sobbing like it was like like the end of the world type of deal. But I was pretty upset about it. Like it was sad stuff, man, because the whole scenario and everything, the situation with it, it's just sad. And then getting to see everybody. And you could see visibly on Coach Day's face, Coach Day was out of everybody's face. Everybody was putting on a pretty good poker face, but Coach Day was visibly tore up about that. So that shit was sad.
3: Yeah, it just, for me, it just hit different because I've seen him play in person twice. And I've gotten to see him make that amazing run to the Rose Bowl. And it doesn't seem that long ago, and it really wasn't. And to know that he's gone is just unbelievable.
0: Yes, sir. I mean life is crazy i think that we're playing a lo- for a lot this season including for Dwayne haskin and, and his family so i'm very excited to see how the season look, uh shapes out for us and it just sucks to think that we get a spring game in like freaking april and then we don't get the season until like august dude come on dude like we want Buckeye football if we had if the fans could have it their way we would have freaking Buckeye football all year around
3: yeah i i would not mind that at all like and I, it just feels like it goes so fast because once week one hits, you know, before you know it, it's the team up north game, and then you know playoffs, and then it's another long wait. So
0: yeah, or, or even like these USFL teams. Like, are you kidding me? Like, you're telling me that Ohio can't can't have one of these teams? I feel like Ohio fans or Ohio sports fans in general would love to have like, another type of, like, spring football league, bro. Like, I would love to be cheering for an Ohio spring football league. Whoever's on the team, I'm like, yeah, let's go. I got some freaking spring football to watch for Ohio. But now I get to watch these games. But I'm like, yeah, yeah, they're entertaining. I'm just kind of rooting for our, our Buckeye guys on the teams. And I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I could care less who fucking wins these games. I'm just rooting for the Buckeyes at this point because there's no team for Ohio.
3: Yeah, I agree. Um, That, that would be pretty cool. But, you know, I – I'm curious to see how all this USFL stuff works out. Cause um, we all know how the AAF went
0: and I'm well, not really not sure the how AAF, the XFL, the AAF. And yeah, we'll see. I think it's all about money. So if there's no money involved or it's not making money, then I think that it'll be another massive flop, but let's hope that's not the case. And we get some spring football that plays out because the AFL or whatever, we got cut super short on that. Like, it was middle of the season, they straight up just was like, nope, we're done.
3: Yeah, see, and, and I really hope these uh, Buckeyes that are playing in the USFL get a fair shot. I mean, the oh, stuff yeah, for sure. they, The stuff they did at OSU, I mean, we'll never forget. So I hope they get a fair shot, and I hope everybody likes them, and I hope they play well, and I hope they win.
0: For sure, man. Anything else you'd like to add before I take the next caller, bro?
3: Um. Not really. I'm I'm just really impressed with our team so far from what I saw from the spring game. So I'm looking awesome,
0: forward to the season. 100% looking forward to the season, just like you and everybody else. I think we're all super freaking stoked to see the season. And uh, yeah, I think that Ohio State's going to be good for the years to come. And this season is just like something that we can't cannot wait to happen. And uh, to open up the season with Notre Dame, it's going to be one of the biggest games Um televised wise and like the numbers that we're going to bring in for that game is probably going to be the, the number one game of the season. So hopefully the hype is as, as, real as it seems. And yeah, hopefully we have a, a great season this coming up and I thank you for hopping on dude.
3: No problem. I'm actually going to try to uh, get tickets to that Notre Dame game. So
0: hopefully good luck, dude. Let me know how that goes. All right.
3: Yeah. I've actually got, my dad's got a friend that went to college there. So he gives us uh, tickets once in a while. So hopefully I can acquire those
0: awesome dude well have a good night all right yeah you too bro all right man have a good night go bucks go Bucks. what's up dude hey what's going on brother not much how you doing tonight man how was your easter it was good man it was good how was yours it was all right you know i just you know it was like family thing so we went over to my mom's they they cooked and stuff and i just watched some basketball not a whole lot of craziness the weather was pretty shitty out here so it was like Didn't really get We didn't do anything outside. It was kind of like everybody was kind of cooped up inside eating food and watching basketball. So I feel you, man.
5: Hey, Easter, one of the most underrated holiday meals. I'm just going to go on record and say that.
0: Depending on, like, who you celebrate with. I think that's, like, depending on, like, the family and how you celebrate it, you know? I mean, I think our family is not, like, super traditional. Like, obviously, we celebrate Easter, but, like, I don't know what you wait for Easter. And what we ate for Easter was not what I was hoping to eat. You know, usually you think of like a really good meal, kind of like um, like what you would expect on like maybe Thanksgiving or something, right? Um, not even close.
5: <laughs> yeah, I had a, you know, I had a nice little brunch and there was just, you know, like donuts and just like a, it was, you know, it's Easter, you know, you got to get a little sweeter. So there's there's a bunch of stuff going on, mimosas, so just it's underrated Easter as far as the food
0: goes. You know, now that I think of it, I didn't even eat one piece of candy today. You got to do it over, man. Still, you still got a couple hours. Yeah, I don't know, man. The kids, man, they all got all this candy, and usually I'm, I'm snacking on their candy or something. I didn't even touch the candy <laughs> today.
5: <laughs> oh man, that uh, I was actually had my whole family up, and our little tradition every year is they come from South Florida and I live in Columbus, so we went to the game, and. Uh, we we were on the sidelines. Um, we got a couple of sideline passes through my friends in the recruiting office. And, uh, yeah, man, I didn't watch any of the football until after the game. <laughs> what? How's that work, man? You're, like, we, literally side view, sideline view. There was literally every single – I mean, spring is pretty much the only time all the Buckeyes can come back, all the alumnus. So it was just a who's who – of Buckeye players on the sidelines, so the whole time we were just chopping oh, it up nice. with just everybody. So we really weren't watching the game too much. We were just on the sideline, and I was uh, I was chilling with all the boys and uh, getting to chop it up with some former Buckeyes. It was and a lot of recruits, a lot of uh, a lot of kids on campus. It was the spring game is always more fun on the sidelines than it is watching the bad football.
0: Who'd you who'd you chop it up with? Who'd you uh, like any for, former guys that you chopped it up with? The guy that it probably was the most uh like the coolest thing to me
5: was talking to Ted Ginn. Because really? I just I kinda grew I kinda grew up with Ted um watching him, that is. And I, you know, through some coaching clinics and stuff, I've got to meet his dad. And his dad's a great guy. He's a great coach. And uh we were just talking to him and he was just a super nice guy. I wasn't even talking about football, you know, just talking about Columbus and, you know, life
0: and stuff like that. He's a he's really, really cool guy, really down to earth. How do you break the ice when you start talking to these guys, you're just kind of standing by, like "What's up, man? How are you
5: doing?" Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. It's kind of like uh fake until you make it. Almost, you walk around, you act important, and then people important talk to you.
0: <laughs> so you just act like you're somebody, and you're like, "Yeah, yeah." You just kind of just ease, easel in a conversation with them. Yeah, like,
5: yeah. You see this, man? You got that sideline pass, man. If you're not holding a water bottle or a TV camera, you're kind of you're like, "All right, man, who's this guy?"
0: Dude, I'm missing out so much living out here, man. I feel like I would uh have a blast living out there. I feel like I'd have access to stuff like that. So I was like, damn man.
5: Yeah. And that's the thing too, like living here, you know, like I go to Ohio state and I, you know, I, my goal is to coach college football at some level. So, you know, just keeping your ear to the ground and going to as much things as you can, meeting people and stuff. Columbus is, it's crazy because when you get done playing football at Ohio state, a lot of these guys stick around Columbus because they're so beloved and they get so many opportunities business wise. And, all these other things. And Columbus is just, you know, it's a great town. So a lot of these guys stay here and they feel loved here. And you can walk down the street, played 20 years ago, and you can't go 10 feet without someone, you know, screaming OH to you. And these guys are, they're celebrities for life. And, you know, it's uh, once you leave the game for a lot of people, like, you know, that's it. But not at a place like Ohio State, it's pretty special.
0: Yep. And like you said, we also had like a lot of recruits on campus, right? So I think we had like, I don't know how many. Uh, quarterback recruits we have but i know we got crystal ball for a t- uh, five-star i don't know if he's number one quarterback in the country but um yeah yeah i think two quarterbacks got crystal ball for ohio state right um i i don't know about jaden if if that's the other one you're referencing
5: but it was uh dylan riello I, I forget if i'm pronouncing his name wrong um he was there and i i talked to him for a little bit just because i recognized them and And I kind of, as he was walking by, I was like, hey, is today the day? And he goes, I don't know. We'll see. So uh, he he had a big smile on his face. And you could tell when they have all the players in, this is a lot started with Urban. He wanted all of the Buckeye alumni to be on campus for these things. So he invited literally, if you played, one play at Ohio State, he wanted you back on campus. And I think a big thing is too, is just for the recruits, you know, they see these NFL players on the sideline, like Justin Fields was there. Everybody that played over the last few years, they're a big player. They were there. and Orlando well, Pace was there, too. Orlando Pace, I, he was at the hotel that my parents stayed at, and I got to talk to Orlando for a little bit. He was a really, really nice guy. I uh, got to meet Eddie George. Um, everybody, dude, everybody that was anybody at Ohio State was here this weekend. Damn, man. It was a good time. It was a good time. And uh, what that kid said about that helmet, that helmet, it looks goofy right now,
0: but everybody's going to be wearing it what's the helmet like what's the hype around the helmets like what's the difference between what is like integrated into this helmet that wasn't in the helmet that he had before i don't know if you can kind of help us out with that
5: yeah i mean i haven't got my hands on one where i could i'm at ohio dominican university so it's a little d2 school here in columbus and uh Shit, we get our helmets like refabricated like every year, and they're you know they're on the their last leg, so we don't get the newest of the new stuff. But from what I've heard about the helmet, um, it's just a lot more flexible the shell of it, so it absorbs a lot more impact, so it's a safer helmet. And that's always going to be one of the biggest things for players. Like, yeah, you want that fashion aspect of it, but you want the the safety aspect. I think that's something that all of these retailers like Riddell and axiom all these helmet people they spend so much money in research and development to make the helmet safer so when they're you know coming to these schools and they're selling these helmets that's what they're selling is the safety aspect so all the equipment department guys love it because the athletic training people love it the head coach loves it and then you know they try to make it as aesthetically pleasing as possible but for the players another big thing about the helmet and cj said this was that without the top bar there's a lot better visibility, which if you've ever been in a helmet with two bars, you you know, your peripheral visions to your side, but you have that kind of
2: that horizontal
5: vision as well. And when you're, you know, your head is in any way tilted down, it, it obstructs some type of vision. It can't not, you see it. Um, and that's what he said. He said, it helps a little bit more with the vision.
0: Oh shit. That's actually pretty interesting. You know, makes a lot of sense. I think that, like he said, and like you said, that everybody's going to be wearing those helmets in a few years. So as goofy as it might look, you know, I didn't really bat an eye to it, right? I was just watching the game. My eyes didn't really attract to his helmet. And you like, oh, yeah, look at this fucking weird-ass helmet. But never even looked at the helmet.
5: <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it's funky, and you see all the... Like when you looked at like the new like revolu like revolution the Revo speeds from Rodell and they have all the crazy lining in the shell of the helmet, you know those like black lining in the spaces yeah that's to like decrease surface tension with the plastic because if you have just one solid piece of plastic there's not a lot of give to it upon contact, so the more of those spaces, the more flex points for the shell of the helmet and the more it can absorb shock. So you're going to, they're going to make them as aesthetically pleasing as possible, but you're going to see more and more of those kind of divots in the helmet and the kind of spacing for sure. Um, don't, don't want to get too techy on everybody, but
0: I feel like everybody's listening like, Oh yeah, that's actually really interesting. But they're like, well, don't really know a whole lot of what you're talking about, but that was interesting. <laughs> no i think it sounds interesting man like i i think that the whole helmet situation and everything like technology and like even like the evolution of helmets man i think it's all interesting and cool yeah i mean it's pretty sick and
5: you know i guess a part of it too is look good you know play good you play good you feel good whatever that phrase is but they are goofy looking but it's like anything in fashion something new comes out people hate on it and then it becomes a new trend
0: Yep. Hey, with the spring game too. Do you have any like major like takeaways? Who impressed you the most in the game? Yeah, I mean
5: the defense. Like that's what I really watched because I wanted to see like you know schematically what would be changed. But Jim Knowles isn't going to show a lot. So like Jim Knowles' defense is very odd and it's very multiple. So you're going to see a lot of different fronts. You're going to see a lot of different personnel packaging with this, with the secondary, especially with the safeties. They're going to use the safeties in so many different ways. And it was very basic. It was that, you know, it was either a single high shell, two high shell. They were showing cover four. They were showing cover two, cover three. And it was a four man front, two linebackers and that new bandit position. And that was it. It was very simple. So you didn't learn, you didn't learn a lot about Jim Knowles defense, but what we did learn is that there's some guys that are going to get opportunities to play early. Like Kai Stokes is going to get an opportunity to play early um, Kaden Curry, if he, you know, puts on weight in the off season, he grows, he's going to be in the rotation at that Leo spot. Um, the defensive line is going to be the most interesting to me because mm-hmm. we have so many guys and a lot of the guys that are older are going to get seriously pushed for playing time. Like I don't see Zach Harrison getting over 50% of those snaps. I don't see Javante Jean Baptiste getting 50% of the snaps. Or more over jack Sawyer or jt to there 's just no way they 're just too good
0: do you think he could get moved like uh, if they move um Zach Harrison you know I mean obviously he's he 's an end right, so do you think they can move him to like different different position on the on the on the line and maybe gets more of them yeah the I, I, I mean with Jim like i 've you know not to like gloat and stuff,
5: but just to kind of explain like why I think the way I think. Jim Knowles came to Ohio Dominican for a coaching clinic and he kind of broke down some of the things he likes to do. And the one thing that he's going to be able to do is move bodies around because they're so multiple up with their fronts. They can line up with literally two defensive linemen in a certain package or in the next play, they could have four. Like you're going to be able to move people around based off one, what your opponent's doing two the personnel you have and three, the situation. So you can see Zach slide down and play three tech, you know, defensive tackle. You can see Jack Sawyer bump out and go into coverage and play Leo, and and then blitz a linebacker, blitz a safety behind him. There's going to be so many things, and I think right now for Knowles, it's all about evaluating who you have, teaching them your scheme, your fundamentals, what you want them to learn, and then watching these guys go play. Like so, I think early in the year, you're going to see kind of more of the same, like basic defense. And then as the season progresses and they find out who their guys are, I think you're going to see it become more intricate and you're going to see the, the personnel is like they're going to get more and more snaps and other guys will fall to the back of the
0: room. Damn, dude. Yeah, see, I'm glad that I get you to come on here because you break this shit down way better than I could. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, you're a way better no, like, analysis, like in breaking this stuff down because I would not be able to say half the stuff you just said so i do appreciate it sound great dude
5: (laughs) i just i just watch a lot of film bro it's literally all i do
0: dude that's great dude yo i agree i think that um my main concern i don't i wouldn't say main concern but bigger biggest concern would be like the secondary right i think that the defensive line defensive ends all that i think they're going to be really good linebacker play i think that's another one I'm, I'm trying to fill it out, right? But I think that my main concern yep. is going to be, like, the secondary, like how that does this year. I think safety position is really good. But outside of, like, what, Denzel, I don't even know who who, who even going to be starting at cornerback this year, man. I'm going to be honest with you.
5: <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be Denzel. I think it'll be Cam if he stays healthy. And then you got guys like Jordan Hancock that didn't play a lot last year, but, like, apparently he's playing really well in spring, and we won't he know looked good yesterday, yeah. until the – until the bullets fly. And then you got, you, you got a lot of young guys that just haven't played a lot of meaningful football, but I, I that's just kind of the landscape of college football right now. You know, you don't get these three year starters. Like some of these guys that come out of high school, they enroll early because they know that if they come onto campus in the summer and the fall, and they're not there learning that defense and getting in shape, they lose out on opportunities. It's not like, how it used to be where kids like, Hey, why would I graduate early? I'd know I'm in a red shirt this year. Like back in the two thousands, Dustin Fox didn't come to Ohio state thinking he was going to play his freshman year. He, he waited. He was a junior until he started playing meaningful snaps. That just doesn't happen anymore. These guys are ready to play. So you might not know who that starter is, but when that starter's on the field, that kid's going to be ready to play.
0: 100%. I think that, uh, like you said with the uh, Dustin Fox thing, he probably didn't think he was going to be, but like, be who he was. But he actually turned into a really good player at Ohio State playing safety. So I think that, I think that I don't know what people these players' expectations are coming in right. I think that a lot of them might expect, oh, I'm going to be good from day one. But I think it takes time, you know.
5: Yeah, it does. And I think and it's definitely like it changes per position. Like, okay, if you're a defensive lineman, you come into Ohio State and you're 240 pounds, and if you want to play against Notre Dame week one, you simply have to have 10 more pounds of lean muscle on you to be competitive. I think that changes things. When you're talking about a corner, that a guy walks in he's six foot 180 pounds physically he's ready to play right now so it's everything between the ears is what you have to get up to speed on and that learning curve for kids can be a little bit faster than getting in that weight room for eight months to add lead muscle so i think it changes a little bit based on position
0: group as well yeah and even talking about like that notre dame game i think that i totally forgot who they lost but i know notre dame lost a whole lot of uh, talent this year um I think that a lot of people are expecting it to be a close game, but in my opinion, I think we're gonna—I think we're gonna blow them out. I don't think it's gonna be a close game. Um, that's just my opinion. I don't know what you think about that, but I think Notre Dame lost way too much. I don't think they reload on talent like we do.
2: Even if they had
5: everything coming back, Jack Cohn is not coming into Ohio Stadium and beating Ohio State Week One not with ever. everything that we have in front of us. Nope. So that game will be fourteen to seven going into the second quarter, and then we're gonna blow the brick,
0: We're gonna beat the gold off
5: those helmets, dude. I would not be surprised if we drop fifty points on Notre Dame and just cruise into the rest of that early season schedule.
0: Yeah, I would. Always, I always wonder, like, what the fans of like opposing teams think. Do they really think they're gonna beat us? Like, if I'm like, like I will bite. Like, I, if I'm biting my tongue and like talking all this shit right now I'll I'll freaking admit it later if we lose this game but I'm, I'm willing to talk that talk bro like I don't know what they're thinking do they really think they're gonna come in and beat us in that game like I don't know
5: It's like Notre Dame. Just look at it. Like you're betting with your brand. You're not betting with the football that you've seen at a high level. Every time you've played at a high level, you've gotten smacked. Now, we've gotten smacked around a little bit too, but we've won some games against the Clemsons of the world. You know what I mean? We don't, we have a little bit of that resume. And when you look at this, when you look at this roster coming back for Ohio State, if the defense gets us three stops in that Notre Dame game, we're going to win the game because you're not going to stop CJ Stroud on a fast track with good weather and coming out of the season that he just had. You're just not gonna do it. And it'll take it'll take their best game and our worst game for them to
0: walk out of Ohio Stadium with a win. Yeah, I'm kinda of glad that's a week one game. Usually I'm kinda of like, damn, really we gotta open the season like that, but it kind of like feels so they weird have to because do the same if, thing. Yeah, if Notre Dame like ends up having like a shitty season, like I can say, Oh, we we'll, we beat we beat them when they were like a super highly ranked team and not in week three after they lost one of their first two games or something. Even though it really won't matter if they turn out to be really shitty next year, but I don't know. I think it's going to be an interesting game, just for even just like the rate, the ratings and stuff for the TV. Um, it's going to be the highest viewed game of the of the week for sure, and, and it might be one of the highest ones of the season. I would say,
5: and it's just good for us because you get that marquee matchup. If they were to go one and eleven, or like you know, I'm just saying, like if they were to have an abysmal <laughs> season, you still get that top ten ranked matchup, and you get all the eyeballs. And everybody's a prisoner of the moment. And then that helps the team build their confidence. Hey, we beat this ranked team. And then, hey, let's go, you know, let's go build some momentum early in the season. Let's go get into this Big Ten schedule. And it helps with, you know, Heisman campaigns and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, man, it's it's nothing but a good opportunity for us. The only thing that I can possibly see for Notre Dame's aspect is Marcus Freeman being the head coach, former Buckeye coming to that stadium and just having those guys ready to play. Like they're gonna be ready to play, no doubt about it. But so will we. So we'll see what happens.
0: Uh huh. And another thing, I don't know how close you follow Twitter, but you've seen that stupid shit where Pro Football Focus is saying like freaking Aiden Hutchinson is better than the Bosa, better athlete than the Bosa brothers. <laughs>
5: yeah and it's ridiculous because you know pff like on an analytical side it's you can use any stat and tell what story you want to out of the stats so it's like you know that phrase like numbers don't lie it's like no numbers don't lie but people lie and they use numbers in a certain way to tell what they want and that was just a fucking analyst excuse my french making an assumption that was him projecting and that's what all draft season is is building hype and projecting and saying wildish outlandish things to get likes and retweets and the guy did his job because the whole college football universe anybody that's ever put on a helmet or everybody's that watched a game and watches defensive line play know that Aiden Hutchinson couldn't smell the strap of Joey Bosa or Nick Bosa coming out of Ohio State so I don't understand it but the guy did what he wanted to do and he got a lot of clicks from it
0: you know somebody tried to drop I think I don't know if it was him or not he tried to drop like like combine Stats. I'm like, what the hell, dude? Like, the combine is stupid to begin with. Like, the combine proves nothing. Or, like, I, 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 never really understood like the NFL combine. I mean, like, watch the film, right? Like, what is the, what the hell is the point of a combine? Like, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me.
5: Dude, it's so funny. You want to know how useless the combine is? Just go watch Devontae Adams run routes of the combine, and you will literally look at him without knowing who he was and be like, yeah, that guy never is gonna make it in the NFL. It's like you have the most basic personnel down there running them through these monotonous drills that they've been doing since they were in 6th grade and none of it really transfers to playing in game with pads i think the biggest thing that you would look at is like the measurables but those are things that it's those that's all splitting hairs of evaluation you meet certain criteria for the position. And if you're above that criteria, great. If you're slightly below it, uh, okay. doesn't matter. But when you're watching those guys run routes and stuff and, and do that little end zone, like sideline toe tap drill on air, that means nothing. That means nothing to a football evaluator. Show me fourth quarter versus your rival what you did. That's what we want to watch.
0: That's crazy. Yeah, I agree, man. I, I think the combine is pretty stupid. I think that, they even get it wrong most of the time anyways, like the 40-yard dash row. Like, they got us, like, looking, like, really good. And then then uh, Alave decides not to run a second time. Then they were, like, super fucking wrong with the time. So, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's pretty stupid. I think they hype it up to be something more. And I think a lot of um, – it looks good on paper, right? But then, like, turn the film on. Like, you would know, we'll see Aiden, Hutchkin, Aiden Hutchinson against, against like, top-level Georgia defensive offensive linemen. Dude, I forget manhandled all game. So, I don't know. Combine is stupid in my opinion, man. Yeah, go ask John Ross how
5: much millions of dollars he made off that 40 time.
0: Yeah, Mr. Can't-He can't stay healthy, pulls a hamstring, and misses a game almost every- yeah. Like, I don't know how many games he's played since he's come into the league. Yeah, that 40 time didn't get him a second contract that he wanted, so
5: that's how useless the NFL Combine is.
0: Yep, fastest guy in Combine history, but hasn't hasn't really done anything in the league, but- I guess one last thing I wanted to ask you, man. Uh, what do you think about the whole basketball Miti Johnson situation? I even know before, like we even talked about who's leaving. Oh yeah, like uh, what Malachi definitely left. So we were hoping that he wasn't, but we kind of knew it was going to happen. But Michi Johnson, he can, he can on still us. come what back. You think about that, hey, good. Um, I well, actually, we'll see how that goes.
5: Yeah, it's um it's something that you're just going to see more and more in college basketball. And I think Holtman is kind of like on the forefront of it. And I don't know. And time will tell whether his transfer portal strategy and philosophy is going to work out for Ohio state because it hasn't worked so far. But this is just, I think it's the nature of college basketball now. It's a lot more transient. You know, i it could be a combination of things. It could be him being frustrated or the coaches being like, hey, we're bringing this guy in and you can stay and compete or, you know, we can give you your option to kind of test out the portal. But, you know, we want the best for you, quote unquote. Um, so I don't know, like the situation, like intimately, nor do I care because, hey, you didn't play great basketball for us. Instead of watching you develop, let's go get this kid in from right state and see what he can do because frankly, that backcourt situation was so abysmal for Ohio State. They could lose everybody and I would be fine with it.
0: Yeah, I mean just picking up the right state dude, I think the kid, I think that the backcourt is automatically better than it was last year, just with him and who we have coming in. So yeah, I'm not I'm not pressed about it at all.
5: Yeah, and then you see what is it, uh the Aaron's kid, he might jump in it too. Um, or he already did, which is fine because you know, gone, he shot yeah. the ball I bad when he was
0: and gone. Anyways, like I thought he was a senior and yeah. I thought he was like done at Ohio State, and then he left too. I'm like, okay, well, uh, you you yeah. came to Ohio State, you played for four years, and it didn't really do a whole lot. No offense to you, but yep, good luck in the where we, you land. Yeah, the- I wish
5: wish you guys the best. But Holman, whether he wants to believe it or not, uh, he is on the hot seat at Ohio State if they go. And they don't make noise in the Big Ten. If they don't go through that Big Ten tournament and get to the finals, if they do not get out of the second round of the NCAA, um, I think Holman will be looking for a job next year.
0: Yeah, and you think it's weird that freaking Mata got a job? They got. You think it's crazy? Like, were you surprised to see him get hired over there?
5: I, you know, I'm not because, like, I think Mata had a lot of good coaching left in him. And I think it was just his time at Ohio State. I think he kind of ran his course and he had those great teams and he just kind of ran his course and never really got over the hump. And uh, I think you kind of lose a little bit of that, that shine off the program for like the next generation of recruits. But no, I'm not surprised at all. I, I love Coach and I think he's got a lot of basketball left in him if he wants to. That's the biggest thing. It's like, it's like Urban Meyer. Like I would not be surprised to see Urban Meyer
0: coach college football in a year or two. You know, somebody said that if that Thad Mata uh, takes Butler uh, past the first round of the NCAA tournament, say they make it. And uh, that's something that we haven't been able to do with Coach Holtman. I think that that says a whole lot about Coach Holtman and him being pretty much not the coach at Ohio State a year from then.
5: Yeah, and, I mean, Gene Smith is – if he had a lot of hair left, he'd probably be pulling it out because that would be – Gene Smith has got an incredible track record at Ohio State with all athletics, and that could be one of the big things on his resume that he would probably tell you who wanted to change was the success of the basketball program.
0: I wonder if we play Butler next year. I don't know if that's something that they release early or we they've already announced it or not, but I'm curious enough if we play them.
5: I'm not sure. It's probably that's a good Google.
0: Yep, I'm kind of like kind of doing both you know i have my ipad next to me so i kind of look up some of my <laughs> factual stuff and i try to stay up to date on certain things so i'm just like well it's curiosity let's see if we play them next year but i'm not 100 percent sure i don't know if that schedule has been released yet yeah that would be no, naturally nothing
5: yet, so. if it was early season
0: oh yeah i'm excited for it i'm excited for the season for ohio state coming up and i'm, I'm excited for basketball too so yeah, I'm just excited, sports fan that has to wait months before we even get to see a game. So it is what it is. Yeah, I'll give you this in, in parting. I'm, I, you know, I love
5: like the actual coaching side of football, and I try to remove myself from the fan emotions. But to to be a fan for a second, dude, and just growing up a Buckeye fan. I'm just putting it down right now. This is a nat- you just saw the national champions play football in the in Ohio stadium on Saturday. I, I really believe that. If Book this it. defense can be slightly if this defense can be slightly better than it was last year, we will win a national championship this
0: year. Book it, right?
5: Book it. Bet the rent.
0: All right, man. I don't know what the rent is over there, but let's uh let's do it.
5: <laughs>
0: oh, it's high in Columbus, man. Might oh, have you to move know- out to the Burbs. I don't even know if the payout would be that big. I'll be honest with you. Cause I think we're probably already like <laughs> minus like like 10 or something crazy. So I don't, you'd have to literally bet, bet the mortgage or anything just to make a couple thousand dollars. Yeah. Sell your first born child. Oh yeah, man. But Hey dude, I appreciate you for hopping on here. It's always great because like I said, you give me and everybody else listening a whole lot of uh, insight that like, I really can't bring to the table with the whole football talk stuff. So, Dude, I'm always gonna have you on here if you try to call in because, like I said, you always make it interesting.
5: For sure, brother. You do a great job, man. Don't don't discount yourself. I love listening to you, man. You're
0: you're doing great, dude. I appreciate it, man. Have a great night. All right. Hope you had a great Easter. All right, all right, right brother. Time. Take it easy. All right, go Bucks. All right, Blake. Blake, do you guys remember the Key and Peele episode where he's like Balake? <laughs> Balake. What's up, dude? Hey, how are you, bud? Not
6: bad. How's it going tonight, bro? It's, it's going, but uh, I was I was at the game uh, this past Saturday. And I think I think Nick's right about the uh, younger guys seeing more snaps, especially Jack Sawyer and JT. Those dudes, the improvement they put in, just the the muscle mass and the speed they gained. I mean, it was Jack Sawyer and JT. I, I don't even try to say his name because I screwed up every time, but uh. They both put Paris Johnson in a spin cycle and just made him look like a, a fool. Yeah, was, I seen I that. Impressed.
0: I wasn't sure who that offensive lineman was that that got that got done to. I seen the one I'm pretty sure uh, it was
6: Paris Johnson, I could be, but I,
0: I seen the Jack Sawyer yeah. movie put on him and I was like, "Whoa, that was pretty deadly, man." That's what I think the the question marks for offensive line depth was coming up because of like stuff like that and then like JTT was kind of just bull rushing so um. Yeah. Though those goes. Those guys are really good, and I think that um, as good as they were as true freshmen, with a uh, off season and time to bulk up and get get a little bit better, I think that their step they're gonna take in year two is gonna be like significant compared to what they uh, brought to the table a year ago.
6: Yeah. When, when uh, Zach Harrison said he's coming back, I'm like, oh, man, i do not a good idea, because <laughs> the talent behind him is crazy.
0: Well, I think that I think it's if they if they can move him move him down, I think that he'd be good like on the defensive yeah. line somewhere. I think that um, I don't know. I think if they slid him down a little bit, I think that he'd be very good and very impactful like that too. So, I I was happy at the same time, but I was like, eh, hopefully that you don't, hopefully you don't regret it. But I don't think there's not a whole there's right. not a whole lot to regret, right? Because what was his draft stock looking like if he would have went in the draft? Yeah. That I'm not sure about.
6: Yeah, well, right. And another thing I know, like, big Dewan Jones, that dude, I mean, he's a freaking nature, the right tackle.
0: Oh, yeah, big uh, dude. That,
6: that dude's foot speed compared to last year. Just watching it in person, you get a different perspective. But I was very – I mean, he was handling these defensive ends. Like, it was – he was doing a fantastic jobs. I was super impressed with his progress.
0: I'm going to have to go back and watch more film, like, in-depth and try to see, like, um, all that stuff that you're talking about. But, yeah, I I can see it for sure. Uh, He's a very good player, um, underrated, and he's going to be one of those next great um, first-round draft picks for Ohio State, I I would say, for sure.
6: I think this year I think we have the offensive line. I think it's going to be better than last year because last year was kind of plug and play. They were trying to get the biggest, best dudes on the field. I don't know that necessarily worked out. Um, but, like, when you have oh, – what the hell is his name? He's big offensive guard. I, I think you have guards playing guards and tackles playing tackles, and I think it's going to work out for the best.
0: No, yeah, I think that we – we like I said, like you said, plug and play. I think that the offseason kind of, like, um put a perspective on how, like, a uh, game plan of, like, how they actually envision the offensive line being. So, I think that, yeah, I think the entire team is going to be improved from last year. Um, I don't even think we're going to take a hit in the receiving area because of guys like um, Jackson Smith being the number one guy already. So I think that the team takes zero bumps um, from a year ago, even though we lost a lot. And I think that we we improve mightily this season. So, yeah, 100%. Yeah,
6: that receiving core is it's just crazy how they can reload. I mean, and there's already talk about these, uh, like that Carnell Tate and uh, I think Brandon Ennis. They're both freak athletes. They haven't committed yet, but they're they're definitely in the running for a high state. And I think that I mean, you've seen what Heartline's been able to do, so I wouldn't be surprised if he was able to land them. But it's just to just be able to reload like they do is impressive,
0: for sure. And I think this is your first time hopping on the show, dude. I appreciate you hopping on here and chatting with me, dude.
6: Well, I was uh, I I was on with uh, when he had Doug Worthington. I was called in for a little bit. That was back when Ah, uh, okay. I mean, that was a while ago, but... So, yeah. No, dude, like,
0: uh, anytime. I appreciate the support. The speed, I think...
6: Like, just watching the... Evan Pryor, I mean, that dude, he was hitting a hole at freaking 100 mile an hour, and it was just, like... If that dude doesn't get playing time or something, <laughs> something's seriously going on. But... Nah, I and think we he's gonna get a lot of playing time. I Stokes. Bought out.
0: I mean, that, that dude's future is freaking bright. So. Yeah, man, 100%. But, hey, dude, I'm going to take the next caller, and I'm going to be getting off shortly. But I appreciate you hopping on, dude.
6: Hey, good talk to you.
0: You too, man. Two Go bucks. bucks. Yep, see ya. All right, what's up, Kyle? Buff, you up? Yo. Yeah, what's up, man? What's going on? Look, sounds like you're in bed getting ready for school tomorrow. No, I'm just chilling out. Just <laughs> <laughs> How's your night, dude? How's your research? Uh, not too bad. It was pretty good. How about yours? Eh, not too bad. What you What you have to
4: say tonight, man? I don't know. I think we're not talking about the running backs enough. To be honest with you, I know they're gonna be good, but it's gonna be great. I mean, the addition of Evan Pryor—he just hitting those holes like last caller said. I mean, it's just—it's
0: gonna be a. Yeah. Well, let's, let's hear your vision, room. the vision for the running back room, man. Let's hear it. Obviously, Henderson won. Predictions.
4: I don't know. My Williams, he obviously bowling ball. I mean, that's <laughs> – I mean, but I don't know. That's Honestly, yes, or, yeah, yesterday was definitely for the two spot for the running back room between My Williams and Evan
0: Pryor. I bet you they got shared snaps this year. Yeah, That's, one of those guys, and in my yeah. opinion, one of those guys is going to end up transferring, bro. I, I That's see it what coming. I'm thinking too. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but I like, what what about like it, stat wise, bro? Like, what are what are your predictions for? What do you think? Because we obviously know Travion Henderson is going to give us our our one thousand yard plus yards, season, yeah. fifteen hundred yards, uh, plus another five hundred plus receiving. Right. So for running back too, what is like the like the ideal? Um, number for running back two in your opinion? That's, that's that's tough. I, honestly, that is tough. I mean,
4: I, I really don't know. It's I don't know. It's early. I really don't know. It's it's hard to tell. But they'll put some numbers up for sure. Yeah.
0: I don't know. it's it's tough to say. It really. Is. I think I think that. Mayan Williams, I think they're going to try to implement, implement all three of these guys. So I think that obviously Travion yeah, is going to be yard, yeah. number 1. Right. And I think that Mayan might be used in like short short down um yeah to go, you know, I think that he's right. the guy that you want if we're like third and one or something, throw him in there. And I think that he can easily pick up a yard, but I think yeah. that these two th- dudes trying to play for a significant playing time as a number 2 is right. just going to be yeah um a lot for the two of them, so I don't know how it's gonna play yeah. out. Like I said, one Evan of them, Pryor. one of them is gonna go, man. One of them's leaving. I, I have a feeling. Yeah. Right, Evan Pryor reminds me of Curtis Samuel so much; it really does. I mean, just the well, way he catches even, the even, backfield. Yeah, even Curtis yeah, Samuel, just, like, like he, he really wasn't cool. he wasn't big name guy until like his second or third year, right? Then he he kind of broke yeah. out. I think his first two years was yeah. kind of just like, oh, Curtis Samuel, but after after that, yeah, it was kind of like, okay, guy. now Curtis Samuel is the yeah. guy. Yeah, he just
4: reminds me of Curtis Samuel so much early, especially catching out of the backfield. I mean, it's it's going to be a deep running back room for sure. But I think honestly, Saturday we I mean on defense we saw basic defense because that's you know it's spring game and it's you don't want to give the, your opponents you know film
0: to break down. You know. Oh well, yeah, so, for sure, I dude. Know. I think that that was only a taste. It was early. They've only yeah, had a few was- few weeks or months in training, so practice, so I think that that was just a little glimpse of what to expect out of the uh, team, dude. That's nothing like what yeah. we're going to see in August or September whenever our opener is. Yeah, I don't know exactly when, but I don't know. It'll be an interesting
4: to see over the offseason in the summer for sure. That team yeah, is man. Talented. I mean, it's if that's a national championship team right there. I mean, with the offense that we've seen in the Rose Bowl, I mean, that's the team that
0: we're going to be seeing on the offense, offensive side, for sure. No, for sure, dude. We're we're going to be – we're definitely – I think – I don't know what we're going to be favorite. I think we might – hopefully we're, like, tied with Alabama, but I think we have a much better team than Alabama does. Um, oh, And I yeah. think that I we mean, should be the Alabama favorites season, to win the whole yeah. thing. So – As long as we get
4: all the things in order on the defensive side, I don't see why not, to be honest with you. I mean, that's just
0: – Well, okay, man. Let me get this before we get off here. Let's see. With our opening game against Notre Dame, like me and Nick talked about, what mm. uh, is your like not predictions for the game, but give me like a score prediction for Week One against Notre Dame? Mm. What do you think is going to happen? I I think it'll
4: be closer than what everybody says because it's a Week One game and it's big. I think it'll be mm. I don't know thirty five seventeen that round that range.
0: That's fair. And I think be, I think our offense is going to be too good though. I think that. We're gonna right. score way too many right. touchdowns. And I, that might be a three hundred yard game for Jackson Smith, so I um, uh Yeah, it probably
4: will be, but you know, it's early in the season. You know, I could be wrong obviously. I mean, it's just, you know, it's the way college football goes. I mean
0: I like year seventeen. I can see them scoring seventeen points, but I think we're gonna score like high forties, fifties. Oh, yeah. So that could be too that, you know. That's just, my opinion.
4: That first half of the season would be a good test for Ohio State, though, for sure.
0: For sure, man. We opened the season pretty tough. Like, I, like even last year when we started the season off with a Big Ten opponent, I think that it kind of sucks. And I don't know a lot of people's opinions because most of these other teams get to start off with cupcakes and get to build their team up mm-hmm. before we get into, mm-hmm. like, Big Ten okay. play or something. But we start the season off with freaking Minnesota. We're like, damn. And Minnesota That's ended Minnesota up being too. a really good team. So I think that was a yeah, uh, pretty was good week one win It was a
4: good, yeah. Especially with Stroud as – young he would as he was. He really had to take any snaps, you know, on the road in the Big Ten at night. I mean, and rain too, so
0: Yeah, man. Well, hey dude, I appreciate you hopping on here with me tonight. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we hop off?
4: Um Aiden Hutchinson is not the best person. In good past. good sure
0: one, dude, yeah. 100. I agree. He's not. I, he's not the I, best defensive player. He's hmm. I don't know. I don't There's know. the guy from uh, linebacker from Georgia that I'm hearing is pretty good, and he can, oh, has a, he has a good chance of being the first defensive player taken. So I don't really know how that's going, but I, I'm excited for the AI draft, and I'm excited enough. to see. Yeah, I'm excited to see where our Buckeye uh, receivers get drafted. I, so uh, I'm I excited.
4: See, yeah, I can see Wilson Olave definitely going first round for sure. I mean,
0: those, they they are, dude. There's no ifs, ands, or, or buts about it. They're definitely going first round.
4: Okay, who's your uh, number one qu- quarterback in this class? Who do you think will go first? I mean, that's a.
0: I don't know, this, dude. This I don't is think really
4: not that good.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. It's probably going to be freaking. I don't, I don't even. Uh, I don't know. I think Kenny Pickett is probably the best quarterback in the draft. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I don't. I don't. I have no idea who's going to go first in the quarterbacks. I don't even know which one's going to be a first-round pick. It's Matt. Cor- Matt is not even that good, so I, I have no idea no. about these quarterbacks in this draft, dude. I mean,
4: I like Sam Howell, but, I mean, that's yeah. – I just like him. He'll know, be a good – he'll be good, but. I don't know. It's just – it's not a good class for quarterbacks this year.
0: You're right, dude. And I also – I would like to say, too, for anybody listening, if anybody else would like to chat, um, you got to call in because, like I said, he's going to be my last caller if nobody else would like to input anything. And I also have a really cool way to end the, end the uh, shows now, so. You guys listen to that when I when this is over. But no, Sam Howell I mean, is probably going to be like a second, late second, third round draft pick, and I think he's going to be a really good backup yeah, quarterback. And eventually, he will be, take yeah. over the starter in the league. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It'll be
4: interesting to see who will go first because there's really no definite number one
0: overall pick. You know, there's like several guys that can go number one. So for sure, I, mean, I don't know. It'll be interesting, man. But, hey, dude, I'm going to get off here now and uh, yeah, try to watch some stuff before good, I have man. to get up for work tomorrow. But I appreciate you for hopping on here, bro. Yeah, no problem, bro. It was nice talking to you. Nice talking to you, too, dude. Have a good night, all right? All right. You, too. Go Buckeyes. Right. Go guys, bro. All right, guys. Like I said, I appreciate everybody for hopping on tonight. And I'm going to end this because this cool feature where I can do stuff like this. Let's see. Where's that? Where's that? Here we
2: go. Oh come let's sing oh high praise <laughs> and songs through array <laughs> while our hearts rebounding thrill. And joy which death alone can still Summer's heat or winter's cold The seasons pass, the years will roll Time and change will surely show how firm thy friendship Oh Go Bucks.